When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the LFC Day Trippers. It is full-time Reds. It has finished Nottingham Forest 1, Liverpool nil. Kev here joining me. I'm Matt, I guess I should say properly. Uh, hey, Kev, how are you? I'm fucking fuming, mate. I'm absolutely fucking... I just pissed right off now after, after watching that. To lose to that bunch of shy hawks, it's, 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 this is worse than Fulham for me. This is the worst defeat of the season by a fucking distance because they were absolute abject shite. And we just fucking allowed them to look like they were prime Brazil. The way we turned up today with an almost entitled attitude that we're Liverpool and we're entitled to something out of a game. It's a disgrace. An absolute fucking disgrace from start to finish. Alison Becker can hold his hands up. The rest of them, bollocks. Absolute fucking shit. Uh, look, just uh, I put it in the, in the chat. Um, if you can smash the like button, great. Um, subscribe if you can. Brilliant. Um, but if there's kids around, put earphones in or tell them to go outside and play in grass for a while because this show ain't going to be for uh, – you ain't going to want kids around for the way this this show is going to go. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Unless you want your kids to learn some uh, choice words that they can use around the schoolyard to impress their friends, probably not the uh, best show for kids. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, we got to get into it. So we'll start with the, uh, start with the lineups. We had, uh, Milner in at right back, Gomez, Van Dyke, Robertson in front of Allison, Fabinho, Curtis Jones in the double pivot with Harvey, Bobby and Fabio Carvalho behind Mo Salah. What did you think when you saw the lineup? The only ones that really surprised were, um, who were missing Trent, obviously, um, Thiago, but, we found out five minutes after the uh, lineups came out why your infection, that's it. That's just life. You know, it happens. Darwin, you know, wasn't going to get wrist. You know, if you have a tight hamstring, you're not going to gamble. And fair enough with the, with the injuries that we've got mounting up at the minute, the, the lineup was the lineup. There was nothing else that really could have been out, put out on the pitch today. So that's, the, that lineup is still, was was I was confident enough because that lineup I thought was more than good enough. You know, there was there shouldn't have been anything in that forest lineup when I looked at them with no Johnson. I thought, okay, Tyler Roney is going to be strong up front. They have someone to play off. But other than that, 
there was nothing in that for, in that forest lineup that get, that gave me any kind of worries. So I was kind of relaxed when I saw the lineup. I was I was relaxed about it. You know, I was okay. I was fine. But you know, five minutes into the game, and I saw the pedestrian pace that the passing was going at, and the the carelessness that we were playing, some of the passing in midfield. I just thought, nah, something's way off. We we were miles off where we needed to be. There was no intensity in the passing. There was no speed in it. There was, um, it just looked wrong from the very start. I couldn't get over how lax we were on the ball and how careless we were. Giving the ball up in midfield, we gave them half chances to hit us on the counter. And look, it doesn't matter what league you're playing in. If you're careless with the ball in and around the middle of the park, you're going to get punished. And it was... It was only a matter of time before they got one right, you know. But the way we started off, I was, I, I was concerned, you know. And that's just to say the least. And that's just not the players that were on the pitch. It was just everything about it. it we, we were just not on it at all. We were atrocious. And there's no dressing it up. I'd normally look for some kind of positives. I would. I would. I'd normally look for something in a game to take away and say, "Yeah, you know, I can cling to something." Not today. That was brutal. Yeah. I, 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 sorry, Matt. Go on. Oh, it's okay. I was just gonna say, you know, the lineup, with the exception of the late exclusion of Tiago for the obvious, unavoidable reason. I mean, it's just a bummer that he comes down with a little sickness before the game. I, I was excited to see Harvey and Carvalho in the same team together, playing on either side of that three in the four-two-three-one. I thought this would be a good game for them. I thought they could maybe, you know, make a statement and, you know, use a little bit of their skill and creativity to make some things happen. Because with the exception of Mo, that starting lineup doesn't have a lot of pace. No. And like, the way they were set up was 4-5-1. Four, four, We've come up against this setup so much. It's not new. You know, it's like two banks of four, one in front of the four to press and one up front to try and hit something on the counter. It's not new, you know. It, and the thing is, we could see, everyone could see te- five, ten minutes into the game, the game was wide. The game was it, the game needed to p- be played wide. And we did everything but. Robertson yeah. was left isolated again out on the left-hand side. It was the same against West Ham the other night with Simicast. He was left isolated on the left-hand side. So anytime the ball came out for him, he had nowhere to go but back inside, uh, back to Virgil, and rotate around the other side. You know, Salah through the middle. I I like Salah through the middle, but when the game isn't playing out for him, you change it straight away. You know, you can you can see that everyone could see it. Anyone when when BT panned to the camera and the, the big wide camera, you could just see where the space was. And you can see how condensed the middle of the park was. And if you're not going to get intricate passing, quick one-twos in and around that, then you have to go wide to come back in. And we just kept trying to force everything down the middle. And it was it was easy to defend. Even though Forrest are a brand-new squad thrown together at the start of the season, staying in a, in a tight shape and a narrow shape isn't the most difficult thing in the world for anyone to do, as long as you know where you should be standing, you'll block out most things. And they did, to their credit. They they defended manfully, and when they got their chances, they looked dangerous on the counter, and it was always with them. Their final ball was the one that was letting them out. 
I mean, yeah, they ultimately get them three points. Well done, Reds. Yeah, can't argue with it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's such a such a disappointing performance to put up in a game that you should be expecting to take all three points from. I mean, you know, we were all pretty buoyant, rightfully so, after the City game. We looked great. You know, we looked back to our absolute flying best of being able to shut down that attack. But to like the West Ham game was. You know, it was a bit of a come down, and I was okay. You know, maybe that's just a bit of a hangover from the the exertions of that city game. But yeah. I mean, this was just like the pedestrian nature of everything was just terrible. And for me, one of the big takeaways of that that highlighted it was was Curtis Jones on the ball. Like, he was getting the ball, and it, they obviously had a game plan of triggering their press when Curtis Jones got the ball. Yeah. Because the ball came to him, and you know, Czech Kuyate, I thought, had a great game for for Forrest. He was all over the midfield. He was snapping into tackles, and he was right on Jones every time he got the ball. And when he got the ball, he wasn't moving it quickly. He wanted to take a couple touches. He wanted to spin a guy. And it just everything about it just slowed the game down so, so much. Uh, I, I've taken notes here through the game. I, I thought in the first couple of minutes – defensively we looked good you know Virgil was stepping out of the back line a lot to cut the balls out trying to you know uh strangle off the uh ball going into their front players to tie wall up top for them and I thought that looked positive you know it's yeah. when we're sitting back when our defenders are on their heels that's never a good sign so seeing Virgil on the front foot I thought okay here we go this is okay but you look Just, at there was one part in the first half the first real chance I suppose Harvey Elliott played that ball in over the top for Carvalho to trap it. Yeah. And he had to put his left foot through that. Why he didn't, and he decided to flick it with his right foot, I don't know. But then that went out for a corner. And that's the only positive, I suppose, if you're looking for scraping the bottom of the barrel of a positive. The delivery from set pieces was good. Joe, uh, Virgil van Dijk should have scored at least two, if not three today. But two, he, he had two... Really good, he had a really good chance in the first half, and he flicked. He had that header where he was, for whatever reason, he tried to flick it down to Bobby, and I, I couldn't understand why. Yeah, you're you're six yards out, you're on your own, you're on side. Put your head through it and bury it for fuck's sake. You know, get that one, get that goal lead. Then Forrest had to come out and play. That's the signal for me is like for how bad we were. We created enough chances to be comfortably ahead in this game. We create the chat, especially from set pieces. You know, it was everything else was half chances and what have you. But the ones from set pieces today, when you're playing shit, you need to be you need to be taking these chances. And the delivery, like I said, was good, but for whatever, it just wouldn't go. I think we could be there for a week. You know, and it, and it just wasn't going to happen. And sometimes you get games like that, and it's the most frustrating thing in the world, especially on the back of the week we've had where we've paid taking six points from two games. Going into today, you really ex- you really expect to be taking nine from nine in in three games. You really <laughs> don't deserve. You know, you really don't expect to be dropping three. If you're going to be looking at these three games in isolation and say, okay, you're going to walk away. From these three games with six points, you look at it and you go, look, in the form we're in, you go, yeah, fair enough. But then you come through the first two games with six points, you have to finish it off. You just have to. 
And the yeah. fact that we didn't is an absolute utter fucking shambles. Yep. Yeah, it was. Uh, the first half was there for us to to get ahead. You know, we, we had enough of the ball. We had we had some decent chances. Uh, we got into the half at nil-nil. I mean, my halftime notes, I thought Virgil was good in the first half. The D looked solid enough. I had Fabio Carvalho looked really lost. I looked really lost. Just drifting central, like you said, leaving Robertson with the entire left wing of the pitch to himself because he's got nobody in front of him because Carvalho was trying to pull into the middle so much. Uh, Curtis was slow. Uh, Bobby was kind of doing his Bobby thing all right. He was really dropping back, asking for the ball, trying to link up to play between midfield and the attack. But for me, and it wasn't just the first half, it ended up being for the entire 90 minutes. Where the fuck was Mo Salah? Couldn't get involved, could he? Um, <sighs> through the middle, they just marked him out of it. We couldn't give him service, which is the worst of it. If you can't give someone like that through the middle service, you pull him out wide and you cr- and you make the game out wide. Precisely. You know, it, it's, if, if it's not working, stop trying to force it to work. Bobby should have been put up into the nine. Salah should have been told, you go out wide. You're against Nico Williams. You've beaten inside out for years in training. Yep. You you go out wide. Harvey comes into an eight role. Curtis plays in the eight. Fabinho plays in a six. You just go four, three, three, and you make the fucking game wide. You know, and go from there. Sometimes not seeing that. I mean, Klopp should have seen this. And he should have seen all the way through the first half. He had half time to sort it out, and he didn't. And it was more of the same in the second half. It was, and like I said, yes, we had chances, but the chances came from set pieces, you know. And in truth, once at nil nil, they were always going to get a counter attack right. And I mean, Chris in the chat there, only win away in all comps was uh, away to Rangers. But like we said, it's expecting that. As expected, they are poor. You know, it, yeah, but so is so is Knott's Forest. I mean, yeah, this this is a team that's bottom of the league and looks like a pretty strong candidate to go down because I mean they're not going to be playing oh, I think I mean, down garbage down. like us every yeah. game. They will know, go down. I, it's yeah. It, there's a question to be asked about our away form. I mean, there's questions to be asked about how we're setting the team up tactically. I mean, it was obvious that they were going to play with the low block, and I mean. After they got their goal, it was straight five five zero that they were playing, and we just seemed like we had absolutely nothing to offer going forward. I mean, it it doesn't help that we were trying to throw balls into the box, you know, trying to get some crosses in. I've noted a few times where you know we put some decent crosses in. Milner put a you know a a, a couple of crosses into the box, but we don't have any height. Exactly. So why you know you can't if you want to put balls like that in. You have to do. You can't be doing that from wide, yeah. you know. And it's like, it's 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 stupidity. You know, it's panic. It's naive. You know, you these lot. You know, a lot of these players have played lower league in the championship, bottom half of the Premier League. They know how to defend those kind of balls, and it doesn't matter who's putting them in. You know, I mean, it's 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 ridiculous that that's what we were trying. But on the goal itself, did Joe Gomez have a choice? Virgil was around on the cover. Should he have let him go and backed his backed his pace to get back in there? I mean, it's tough. 
it's tough. Be- I mean, there's two there's two Forest players that are there when Cook fires that ball back in. So I mean, it's completely unmarked from the wide free kick that gets sent out, and Cook has the opportunity to get his head up and fire that ball into the danger zone. And you know, Virgil misses a chance at clearing it. He's just not in the right position, and Gomez is up against two players. So I I think it's a bit harsh to put all the blame at Gomez's feet. Like it's just another example and we've had plenty of them this season of just a complete team lapse of defense yeah look i mean whatever about whatever about the foul you know that's one thing the game was stopped the game was dead you defend you have to defend it better the ball around the back it was obvious how that free kick was going to be worked that they were going to look it out for the long ball long diagonal across pull it back i mean virgil has to stop that ball coming back in and when he doesn't, it's just an absolute, you know, it's carnage in the middle of the box. It just so happened to bounce the tie up. And yeah. he, he shinned the first one and knocked in the knocked in the rebound. It's that's car crash stuff, but you have to you have to stop it at source. If you're gonna give the free kick away, fine, you take the book in. I understand why you did it. You know, yeah. you reset, but you have to defend it properly. And more often than not, we do. Because it's one thing that we are pretty good at is defending from set pieces. We don't really concede that many, if any at all, really. It's very rare that we concede from set pieces. So to concede in that manner, in that kind of a scramble, is frustrating, to say the least, especially given the context of the game and how toothless we were up front. It was always going to be the odd goal that would decide it. You know, and yeah, it's, I mean, in the, in the lead up to their free kick, like, Gomez is dawdling on the ball and he gets caught by Taiwo and Taiwo wins it and he takes him down. And when he took him down and took the yellow card, I thought, great. You know, that's the sort of thing that we haven't been doing enough of is taking those tactical fouls of just going, ah, shit, I'll take the yellow card. We're not going to let him break here. Mm. And that should have been the end of it because then we've got the time to get back and get set and get organized. And it shouldn't have been an issue. And from there, so yeah, the free kick shouldn't have happened in the first place because Gomez is taking way too long on the ball and allowing yeah. himself to be dispossessed by their striker. But once he fouls them and we're able to reset, that should have been the end of it. Because like you said, we are normally pretty reliable at defending free kicks, but it was just nobody was switched on. Like nobody was paying yeah. any attention to what was going on in the game. It was you could you could you from wherever the camera angle was, you could just see him make see Cook making that overlapping run on the outside. And it was like it was in slow motion. Everything just happened like it was like, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. The ball is coming. Shit, look, I'm here. And he he just hoofs it across. There was no aim or anything. It's just put the ball back into an area. And Virgil is blocking the inside where yeah. Allison already had that covered. If he was two foot to the other side with his body shape, he blocks that, you know, and it's ifs, buts, and maybes. But at one, you go one nil down, he makes the first raft of changes, brings on Henderson, brings on uh, Trent, and I mean, the question's got to get asked, why didn't you start with them? But yeah, the end, I mean, go on. I, I can I can understand if Trent's coming back from the injury, like when he went down, what was that against Arsenal or Brighton? You know, we thought he was going to miss a couple of weeks and then he was back a week later sort of thing. So I could kind of understand that in terms of managing minutes because we've got a serious 
jinx on us right now with the fucking injuries. Like it's, we are just losing players just one after the other, after the other. So not rushing Trent back, probably a good idea because Calvin Ramsey's not up to speed yet. And you can't be asking Milner to play it right back again and again and again. So I kind of understood that, um, the two in midfield. I mean, yeah, it's a bit of a surprise that Henderson didn't get the start over Curtis Jones, but you know, Curtis Jones needs to play. He needs to start getting minutes. And if you can't be putting in a 22 year old, who's been what 150 appearances for the club now, like if Curtis Jones can't be relied on to play in this game, then the question starts to come up of when can we rely on Curtis yeah. Jones to That's play in this game? You know, Mark like maybe it was, Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, no, I was saying Mark Cavanaugh makes a point. Klopp's saying we should have won that game from set pieces, three or four clear chances. Yeah, we should have. We didn't. Yeah. You know, but Klopp is right in what he's saying. You and I don't think that's a deflection. It we did have enough chances to get three points. And mm. they weren't bad chances. They were good chances that you have to finish. And you know, Henderson came on. The intensity went up in midfield. You're 1-0 down, but you it's going to go up because you have to push forward. And we did. We we tried to force it, and you could tell when Trent came on, he was more adventurous going forward. Robertson got higher up the pitch. Then when Carvalho went off, Curtis played higher and wider. Yeah. So the pitch was opened up. This is what – that way we were – that shape should have happened inside the first 10 minutes. But it took until about the 75th minute for that shape to happen, where the fullbacks pressed on and the the wide players stayed wide, you know? Yeah. What's, that? What's Chris saying there? <laughs> I think uh, the yeah, it's uh turns out this is this is the reason for all of our problems right oh. here. Yeah. I thought it was because we didn't have a club doctor. Uh that, it's not like we have a whole might... medical department, but we don't have a club doctor. That might be in one of the chapters I haven't quite gotten to yet. The uh, the tactical switch of not having a club doctor yeah, and seeing how that there. works you'll out for us. I mean, imagine all the money that'll go into the transfer budget now that we're not paying a team doctor. So think of that. That's, I mean, that's Mark, makes, Mark makes the point there. I thought Milner did well for Trent today. He did defensively. Milner was was solid enough. He was absolutely fine. It's just what James Milner can't give you is someone who's going to overlap or making it make the pitch wider higher up the pitch more times than not he was always he was always behind and because of that the pitch was narrower and it's just it's just the way the, the game panned out by playing him it's it, it, it's just one of those things but as as a player he was absolutely fine milner was not shocking for the goal if you're blaming Mil james milner for the goal then it's just your agenda showing jonathan i'm sorry Miller yeah. was absolutely not shocking for the goal. No, it's I, I don't think that you can blame the right back for not coming over and marking one of those two guys in the middle for on that the left, one. Like on the left yeah. post. I mean, yeah. come on. That's it's, just ridiculous. I mean, there's a couple of times I noted in here that, you know, uh, it's Milner, 35 minutes, Harvey on the underlap to Milner, crossed it in. We ended up getting a corner out of it. So, you know, it was obvious that, there's been an obvious, to me at least, tweak in terms of our right-back positioning. That start of the season, Trent Cavalier, you know, by trying to be Jao Cancelo for us, of you can drift wherever you want and go forward and don't worry about being back in position. I think that's gone. I, I think our frailty at the start of the season when we tried to play like that is finished. 
And that works well when we have to put Milner in at right back because he's just not capable of doing that. That's not the type of player that he is. So yeah. defensively, for me, Milner at the back was fine. Yeah, you know, he, yeah, did. he did exactly what he needed to do. Yeah, he's not going to offer you uh, a level of threat that's world-class going forward. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Dylan Miley saying, Kevin, Matt, the next two transfer windows are crucial. We may need to put the foot down and bring in five or six players. We need a rebuild. You're not wrong. Uh, the next two windows are, well, look, January is, January is huge. And we don't normally, it's not something, it's not a window that we normally dabble in too much. Di, excuse me, sorry. Diaz won aside. It was, um, that was kind of forced. But January can't come soon enough. A, a lot needs to change. A I, lot. I mean, there's, there's, the one thing that you could say today I'm, Kurt, the reason we lost today wasn't Curtis Jones. The reason we lost today wasn't Fabio Carvalho. It wasn't Harvey Elliott, who I thought was okay. It was your senior players, again, didn't didn't turn up. Virgil missing two chances, two really, really bad, big chances in a, in a tight game where set pieces mattered. That was unforgivable for me. That was atrocious. And he's got to hold his hands up, and that shit can't fucking carry on. Yeah, you know, Salah was anonymous, and the fact that he couldn't see that himself, that Klopp couldn't see it and didn't try to change it, that shit. If we play like that against Ajax midweek, we're in a world of fucking trouble. Yeah, yeah, boy, I I don't even want to think about our next game after watching that last one. Yeah. I mean, the, the chance that Virgil had at the end, it's I mean, it's a good save by Henderson, but Virgil is completely unmarked. Completely unmarked, you know, nine yards out from goal. He's just got to put it in the corner. Like, it's a bad miss for Virgil. Yeah. And it Trent wasn't as great. Trent had a half chance with the header as well. I mean, yeah. look, it was a half chance at best. Henderson made a good save. The only thing you could say is if you're not going to go, if you're not going to head that down, head it up into the corner. You know, get, by heading it where he headed it, he gave the keeper a chance. Uh, exactly. That, you know, it's just one of them. You need one of those to go for you, you know. And like I said, when we're playing absolute dog shit, you need a bounce sometimes just to just to bounce right in the box. And we had plenty of scram, scrambles in their box. And all you needed was a ball to fall to someone, rattle it in with 10 minutes to go, and you're in with a chance of nicking three points. But, look, in fairness, the truth is, we got what we deserved out of this today. So <laughs> yes, we got, yes. We, we deserved did. nothing and we got nothing and we can't have any complaints about getting nothing. You know, yep. so there's no fucking point in saying, we, say, saying different. Yep. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's, it's really hard to take any, uh, any positives out of this game. I mean, once again, uh, we have the best goalie in the world, yeah. you know, thank you. Yeah. God he for... made some crucial saves again. Um, yeah, Tommy I, make I, a point there to make, you know, two, Two slow making chances. Yeah, I thought it pa- I mean, look, how passive was it? You know, I mean, what do you think? It was, Unless- it was criminally slow. We had one, uh, it would have been around the 60, 70 minute mark where we broke the ball and it went to Jones on the left. And he had the chance to just put his head down and drive forward because we kind of had numbers. Because at that point, they were in, you know, park the bus mode was activated for them. And instead of doing that, it was stop. It was back into Henderson, back to Virgil and around the back. And 
it settled into this pattern towards the end of the game where they had two banks of five and we had our two center halves and our double pivot midfielders passing the ball back and forth to each other in front of their first bank of five. Well, that's mm-hmm. leaving us with six guys to play against their 10. How, how is that going to work for us? Like there was nobody trying to break any of the lines. Like there was plenty of times where the ball was being passed around between Henderson and Fabinho, especially Henderson and Van Dyke as well too, where Andy Robertson or Curtis Jones would make this out to in run and the ball would get passed back and cycled back around again. And then another run would get made and pass back around again. Sorry. That's okay. It's uh, no, it's the difference between having Thiago on the side and not having Thiago. Thiago sees these passes, you know, Henderson doesn't, and it's not his game. But the one thing that he did do when he came on is he pushed everyone forward and he pushed everyone. He pushed the fullbacks, both fullbacks were higher as a result of him being on the pitch because when he wasn't and Curtis was in, in playing with Fabinho in the middle of the park, it's a position I've never seen him seen him play before. Yeah. And bearing in mind that's his first start in God knows how long months. I wasn't expecting him to pull up trees. It was the the only thing you'd hope when you're when you're coming into a new position and you're coming into a game uh, your first start, keep it simple, keep it safe. And like you said, he wanted too many touches on the ball. He wanted he, he wanted the the touch to pick his head up, and Forrest was snapping on him all all day long. And he should have he should have realized that he needed he needed to be. He needed his head on a swivel to find the outball, and he never, he never, he never got, he never got a time, he never got the time to do it. Yeah, I like this comment here from Mark Cavanaugh. If only we had players who had the impact of Gerard or Carragher as leaders. Too many in this team concentrate on their own game and not the team. Not so much that I agree with all of that, but one thing that I noticed that I thought was absolutely pathetic was I saw none of the players yelling at each other. Yeah, nobody, nobody looked pissed off about that, and that like. Klopp did on the sidelines. There was a few times where he looked absolutely furious. But normally in a game where the intensity isn't there, you've got Henderson screaming at people and Virgil screaming at the other players to like, yeah, come on, let's go, let's do this, let's do this. And everybody was just meh, 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 walking around. Like, <laughs> it's... <sighs> yeah. yeah, there you go, Chris Golden. We need to bring on the ball boy from the Barca game. Well, that... Uh, well, that time might be coming sooner than you're. You're down to that now. This is the problem. I mean, people I've seen in the chat talking about Oxley Chamberlain and that coming off the bench. He's fit. There's no one else, you know. But you, you throw Bobby Clark in there, you know. Other than other than that, I looked. Chris Chris Brack sent me the team sheets today, and the first time that I looked at them, my first glance was looking at it, and I thought, okay, we're going to go four three three. Then I looked at the bench and I thought, there's only three viable substitutions that can be made off that bench. Everything else is just panic. Yep. You know, so that's how down to the bare bones we really are. You know, and it's not an excuse, but it's a reality that you take out the amount of first team players who are missing. You're going to have issues. That's the first time I guarantee you that that eleven has ever touched grass at the same time. Yep. And it's a, it was always going to be one of those games where it's going to be frustrating to watch. But that we created no. This is the my this has been the one the point one sticking point with me. Yeah. 
we we did create enough chances to get three points out of that. We really fucking did. And this is where the senior players have to stand up. When a chance comes, you have to take it because you look around. You can't. Be, I'm not. I would never lambast or blame the kids for this kind of performance. It's not on them. The senior players are the ones who got the chances today, and they didn't fucking take them. Yeah. And that's why we're sat here with nothing after listening to some of the fucking chants that went went around that ground today. To come away from there with nothing really sickens my fucking hole. Yeah, yeah. It would have been nice to uh, to to put the boots to them because they deserve it for that sort of fucking carry on from their fans. Yeah. But I mean, it's to be expected. It happened last year in the cup game when we played them as well, too, if I remember correctly. So uh, Look, if we could ask one thing, if you guys uh, if you smash the like button, subscribe, it does help us out a lot. It helps get us up higher up the algorithm on YouTube. It helps more people to see it also helps keep the lights on basically and gets us more content out. It's all free. And uh, yeah. believe me, none of us enjoy this part of it coming on talking about a loss but it is what it is and we do it and hopefully we give as many of you guys a chance to get your voices heard as well uh thor there allison our best player by a mile only time we made forrest worry was when he went up front yeah you know i seen allison coming up for the first one i thought look shit or burst you never know if anyone was going to do it he would there was a pretty good uh, amount of shirt pulling by Yates on Allison for that header as well, too. Yeah, look, you're never going to get those. I mean, God, I was watching one game last week and someone did a spear on, um, I think it was on one of the Southampton, it was, it was a Southampton game, and he literally grabbed the guy by the waist, picked him up, and just fucking dumped him down his head. If you're not getting a penalty for that, <laughs> a bit of shirt pulling ain't happening, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean... Where do we uh, go Ashley, they're talking about it's uh, it's not a coincidence. Our style of play is much more demanding on the players' bodies. True, but is that a case then that you know we need to adapt to what we have uh, instead of you know banging our heads against a brick wall and doing the same thing over and over? I absolutely when Virgil went down holding his ankle, I thought, oh fuck, oh, I thought, that was oh here terrifying. we go. I mean. For the chances that he missed going forward and the laps that he had for the goal, you cannot be losing him. Yeah. You know, it's, it's... it's a great, great point by Kieran B here. How did Kuyate not get a yellow card? Let's see here. I got it written down. Harvey Elliott after, helped him out a lot. After 13 situation. minutes, Kuyate had made three fouls in about two minutes at the 13 yeah. minute mark. And then at the 40 minute mark, he absolutely cleaned Harvey out. And the referee went over and gave him a little verbal warning. So I'm not sure how Kuyate didn't get a yellow yeah. card in that. It's, it's, it's in, either, it's, but. it looks like it's in the name of uh, letting the game flow. Yeah. But, but look, yet, Har Harvey helped him out a lot by, by jumping straight back up. I mean, more went down. The, the one with more went down. That worried me because he, look, he goes to ground like every forward does. He doesn't yeah. stay down. You know, it's very rare you see Salah stay down. So, and that kind of an innocuous knock to the lower part of your back. Anyone who anyone who's ever had um, at any kind of back trouble knows that kind of excruciating pain you can get in your lower back. It, it passes really quickly, but my God. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Laszlo, I loved Elliot's uh, attitude there. I don't. Uh, I look at the situation of the game, and I, 
if you can gain an advantage, you gain an advantage any which way you can. He should have stayed down and made the most of it. Well, there you go. Gareth Cambridge says Bruno gets Kuyate sent off today. And that's and that's the difference. Yeah, Bruno that's, is, that's some Bruno of that. Bruno's an experienced, arts. savvy senior pro who knows the whose game intelligence is years ahead of where Harvey is. And Harvey should have made the most of that. Sorry. Yeah. It's not nice. Yeah. People don't like seeing it. But Kayate was out of control. That boot was ridiculously high. And the fact that Tierney just gave him a, please don't do that again. Yeah. Yeah. Piss off. Yeah. And that was after he had put in a couple of pretty hard challenges. Like he had already. Yeah. Oh, he was really good. His... Don't get me wrong. Yeah. He was really good today. Yeah. I'd say Yates and Kayate for Forrest were, I mean, we allowed them to look spectacular because they're they're not i mean i like kiate when he was with palace for a few years there i thought he was a decent little player yeah. uh but i mean this knots forest team they're bottom of the yeah. table for a reason they're not anymore yeah. but holy but shit dynamo yeah, kev asking is it too early for the guinness uh yeah because i'm saving myself i'm gonna try and watch the ufc tonight so i so one thing with liverpool losing not letting it lo- ruin my weekend it used to yeah. I mean, in, in the 18, 19, 19, 20, where title run, title challenging seasons, this would be me game done and dusted until fucking Tuesday. I'd be in a foul mood. Nobody would talk to me. And, but now, nah, I, look, I, I'm going to watch you, the UFC later and maybe keep an eye on Formula One as well with the, um, US qualifying in, Yeah. Qualifying in Austin, it's I think it's on eight PM UK time or something. So I might yeah. give a I might give a watch on that. Yeah, but, it's definitely too early for the Guinness for me. It's only ten in the morning. So <laughs> yeah, I you mean, had to fall out of bed for this one, didn't you? Yeah, that's I like getting up for the early games, but uh, boy, this really yeah, this really throws a spanner in the works. But I'm like yeah. you, Kev. I, I I made a conscious decision to not let poor Liverpool results affect my mood for days and days and days a couple of seasons ago. It's just, it's just not worth it. Like my, my feeling on being a supporter of a football club or any sports yeah. team is it, you, you just, you got to deal with it. Kind of like how I understand you're supposed to deal with doing hallucinogenic drugs is you just gotta, <laughs> you just gotta ride the snake. Sometimes yeah. you're going to have a good trip. Sometimes you're going to have a bad trip. There's nothing you can do about it. You can't let it ruin you for the rest of the week. Like you yeah. just, it is Gar- what it is. Like Gareth we Cambridge, all signed up for this. Gareth Cambridge does make a valid point. The pubs are open from 10. Already, ah, so. <laughs> well, it's, and that's, also that's, I'm just looking back up here. Where's it gone? Nah, it's gone. It's gone. Uh, Red Steve is now putting this at my feet uh, that we have lost because I have been insisting on calling them Knott's Forest all year. So, yeah, no, I, I'm blaming Keith because I guarantee you Keith sat at home watching this. Keith wasn't watching, watching the game. This. Well, I will, I'm, I'm going to put some blame on my wife who decided to triple Captain Salah in her FPL this season. So there's a reason <laughs> that she's about fifth bottom in the 600-person Trippers League, not, not having the best uh, season oh, so man. far with it's... the fantasy. It's just so frustrating. It is sickening when you get two hard wins back to back. Do you throw away all that good work on on this? You know, yeah. on an abject performance like that. And to be fair, Ashley made it. It was Ashley who made the point earlier on in the chat. We still haven't won away from home in the league, and that's something that ha- I mean. Klopp was saying it earlier on in the week in his press conference that every game is a cup final. This table will get stretched out very quickly. And 
you don't want to be leaving yourself with too much to do. No. And especially this weekend, because it was a weekend to make up ground on the teams that were ahead of us with Chelsea and United playing each other. You know, there was the opportunity there to get that much closer to the top four. Yeah. Gareth is making the point. Our next away game is the Spurs. Yeah. Do you know what? Not bothered about that. Um, Because I honestly think you look at playing City, playing West Ham, you know the threats that they have. Playing Spurs, you know the threats that they have. The attitude today was all wrong. There was definitely a sense of entitlement going into that game today. And I, it's something that we'd eradicated a long time ago uh, under Klopp, something that was very common under Brendan. The, yeah. There was an entitlement that we would just turn up and get three points because we're Liverpool. That to me, that performance today stunk of that. That it'll happen. Someone will do something. And it's just oh. not good enough. What do you think of Pixie Izzy's comment that if Klopp was manager of any other top team, he would be sacked tonight? Yeah, but he's not manager of any other top team. He's manager Precisely. of Liverpool. And Precisely. We don't, we, we don't uh, operate we don't, that way. Exactly. I get where she's coming from like because, that. look, if you look at the – if you look at it in the round, let's put it this way. If you look at it in the, uh, at the bigger picture, his hands are really tied in what he can put out on the pitch. But at the same time, there are things that he got badly wrong today, and it's got to, it's you know, it's got to sort itself out. Gareth's making a point: Leeds home, Spurs away, Southampton home, then the World Cup, and you got a League Cup game and an Ajax game and an Napoli game to throw in there as well. It's literally a case of who's fit on the day, who's capable of starting, and you're just getting through games. The thing is with the Leeds game that's coming up next. There's every chance that Leeds could be going into that game with a new manager. You know, no club yeah. in the league can cope with the injuries that we have. Fair point. Nunes, Jota, Diaz, Thiago, Kanate, Matip. You know. Yeah, it's the lack of height was really noticeable today. Like yeah. it was I, for a game where, like you rightly pointed out, that our set piece delivery was so good. Like Gomez doesn't go up no, he doesn't. at all. For corners no. or free kicks. And so we had Virgil there's a and reason for it. There is a reason for it. Yeah, but I mean, he's never going to get his much-needed first goal for the team if he doesn't go up for corners. Like, Jesus, come on, Joe. Yeah, like, but- give, give him a chance to at least get a scrappy rebound off of a corner or something like that. But I mean, like, Virgil's got height, and it showed. He got to the ball, and he had his headers, and he wasted them. Fabinho's got some height. Firmino's all right in the air. But other than that, Fabio Carvario... Harvey Elliott, Mo Salah, like all small guys. Like Curtis Jones, he's I think he's six foot, six one, something like that. Yeah. But he doesn't play like somebody that uses his height no. to his advantage. So he doesn't have a physical a physical the physicality you need in, in the box. Bobby yeah. had a couple of half chances. There weren't even half chances, let's be fair. No. There would have I mean the one that he glanced a header that went wide, that's an absolute perler if it goes in, because that's just luck. If that bounces off your head and goes in, you had no idea what the hell you were doing. You know, it's uh, what's Brian saying there? We can't oh, get a settled eleven on the pitch. Yeah, it's not so much a settled eleven, a settled eight. Yeah, a settled eight that you rotate around for for the the bigger games. It's just not there. But look, the volume of games for the bigger sides that are in Europe is the same for everyone. It's just at the minute we we've got a horrendous amount of injuries 
that we're having to juggle everything around with, and it's it's not good. Yeah. Well, Chris Brack makes a point here. Focus has to be not lose versus Ajax on Wednesday. Draw or win gets us into the knockout stages, and then Napoli is irrelevant, and we yeah, can put out absolutely. the we can put out the UEFA Youth Cup team just about Couldn't for that. Go. I mean, yeah, it's at oh, this we're going point, well in that. We're going well yeah. in that. Leave them boys alone. Yeah, shit. We should just focus on that and should uh, should have watched them. I didn't see what the score of the unders game was earlier today. Uh, I don't know, Chris. How did your how did your daughter's game go today? That seemed like it might have been a better option to watch instead of Liverpool. Now if he go back up there, back to there was one comment there. I just want to read it. Say, going to get blasted. Oh, you're not going to get blasted. So if Klopp was signing a deal that meant he was going to shake up the squad and get backed, if not. The new contract was a bad decision. Him going is a discussion now. Do you know what? That's fair. It's a it's a point. I don't agree with it because largely because he was backed. He was backed with Salah getting a, an extended contract. He was backed with Diaz. He was backed with Nunes. It's just unfortunate that those two key players are out are out injured. He was backed with Ibu out injured. You know. There is no doubt, and you won't get an argument from anyone that says we should have been bringing in at least one midfielder, but we didn't. We are where yeah. we are, but I don't think that is a clock. That's a decision that uh, warrants Klopp getting uh, his tenure being questioned. But discussing Klopp leaving is that no, it's not Gareth. And to be fair, it's it's a valid opinion. It's a valid question to ask. There's no harm in asking it. But, you know, we can respectfully disagree, but it's a, a valid point of view. It's a, a valid point of view that a fair few people have. It's not widespread by any means, but, you know, it's no harm in putting it in the chat. That's what the chat's there for. Exactly. And, I mean, somebody mentioned earlier about, you know, it might be time for a rebuild. I think we're in the middle of the rebuild, and we just haven't quite noticed it yet. Like, the players that you mentioned are all new, you know, uh, Klopp Mark II team yeah. players. You know, like we've got half of a squad kind of changed over. The issue is in midfield and obviously, and I'll be the first one to hold my hand up. Like through the summer and at the start of the season when the transfer window was open, I was firmly in the wrong by saying I thought we had enough in midfield. Clearly, I was way the fuck off the mark with that. We should have been doing a pile more business there. But you can't anticipate the level of injuries that we had. You mm can anticipate maybe 50 to 75% of the injuries that we've had, but we just keep getting another one or two. And I mean, like the difference that one or two players would have made today would be huge. If we would have had Diaz or Jota or Darwin up front, somebody with some pace to try to stretch the team. If we would have had Tiago in the midfield to be that creative spark that we need in there. If we'd have had Kanate or Matip in beside, like I, I don't think Joe Gomez is done at Liverpool. He's, had some poor games. He's had some all right games this season. But one thing he definitely doesn't do is he doesn't offer us the threat breaking out of defense that Joel Matip does. No, he doesn't. I don't think any of our other defenders do. Like, I'm surprised how little Virgil is trying to pick up the slack on bringing the ball out from the back and just getting through that first line and then trying to find that pass in the midfield. Like, if we don't have Joel Matip in there, as soon as the ball goes back to our center halves, you know that it's either going to be that long diagonal or they're just going to pass it around the back to each other. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it's not, not great. No. Just Look, really there's no not redeem- there, we'll finish it up in a few minutes, but yeah, there's no redeeming features to come out of this today, apart from the fact by the looks of it, 
there's no injuries. And if if they're the only redeeming features that were taken out of today, then fine. But yeah. there's slim there is really sl- there is slim pickings to come out of this. And you just it's it's literally almost a case, look, it's done. You can't replay it, you can't undo it. It is what it is. We've not got three points. We've picked up six from our last nine. The table will tell you where we are at the end of the weekend. And yep. dust yourself down for IX on Wednesday night. Yeah, you know, that's all that's all we can do is Yeah, we, we need to focus on getting through our Champions League group at the absolute minimum. I mean it's as long as you're into the knockouts for the Champions League, it's a totally different ball game when Champions League comes back in the new year, sort of thing. But I mean, we uh, we need to really buck up our attitude and show some yeah. sort of spine and desire on Wednesday when we go to Amsterdam. Uh, yeah. All right, well, just before we go, uh, I'm not sure how many are left. There can't be very many, more than a handful or so of the LFC day trippers. I'm going to call them toques because that's what they are. I believe you guys call them beanie hats, which doesn't make any sense. But uh, we are Liverpool.ie is the partner that we've gone with to get these things made. Just a little trial run to test them out. I can't wait for mine to come because it's already getting to be toque weather here in Canada. It's getting pretty cold already. Um, If you go to our link tree, you'll find the link in there to head on over and get yourself one of these beanie hats before they're all gone or go to WeAreLiverpool.ie. And a reminder that if you buy anything from WeAreLiverpool.ie before November the 18th, you get entered into a draw to win a Liverpool prize bundle, which I believe has a shirt, a hat, a beanie cap, and a water bottle in it. And if you buy more than one thing, you get more than one entry into the contest. So uh, increase your chances by getting a few more things from the good guys over there, Gavin, at WeAreLiverpool.ie. But other than that, anything else before we get out of here, Kev? No, listen, just enjoy the rest. Forget about the result. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Uh, the lads will be back tomorrow night for the Fat Back Four where they'll have digested this shit show. And yeah. uh, probably not going to watch Match of the Day tonight, I'm going to be honest. Um, but yeah, Gavin, the lads will go through this and look forward to the rest of the week. And as usual, there's a full week's worth of shows to come. So just keep, you know, like, subscribe, turn on the bell icon so you know when the show goes live. And there was also a really good show that Gav put out on Thursday, Friday morning, actually. It's on the YouTube channel. If you go into the show's videos, the guy who does the uh, commentary bit for Martin Tyler, you know, the bit on Twitter. Andy Cantwell. Andy Cantwell, that's him. It's If you guys... And you guys who are regulars in the chat, you know about the uh, the random chats that uh, this channel is kind of famous for. This is up there with that. It's well yeah. worth investing a bit of your time. So yeah, yeah, I really like it. I listened to it at work yesterday, and it was like it sounded like Andy and Gav have been mates for a while, sort of yeah. thing. Like it, it was, it was a really good chat. He's a funny guy, and I, uh, I, I took some time out to watch a fair few of his videos yesterday, and I, and they're just. Abs- absolutely hilarious. So, and he's a Liverpool fan too. So you gotta yeah, like that. I'm sure he's it is. loving today's result as well. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's about enough for this. Uh, hope everybody can enjoy their weekends. Like Kev said, fat back four is on tomorrow. So see what the fellas have to say about the absolute slow motion car crash. To quote somebody from the comments earlier, that was this game. Uh, thanks for joining us, LFC Day Trippers, full time Reds. We'll see you again. Sports Social Podcast Network.